Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Recovery Stories Have Power. My name is Oliver Books. Today I am joined by our new Season 2 co-hosts, Saul Bingham and Tyler Brandon. During today's conversation, we spend a little time getting to know each other and talk a little bit about what our listeners can expect for Season 2, which, spoiler warning, is going to be fantastic. Welcome to Recovery Stories Have Power Season 2. Psalm, Tyler, thank you so much for being here. We're so excited that you have jumped on as our new Season 2 hosts. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Psalm, go ahead. Oh, see, I was waiting for Tyler to go first, but super excited to be hosting um, and be a part of Season 2. Uh, so I'm Song Bingham. I'm the operations manager here at Basin and Voices of Recovery. And I am also a, a student at Baylor University for social work and also in the process of getting my certified alcohol and drug counseling license. So um, that's kind of where my whole interest of, you know, getting um, to be a part of the podcast to interview the recovery stories and just like just hearing about, you know, all the impact that's going on and the transformation that's going on within, um, you know, the community all over <laughs> nationwide. And yeah, just super excited to be a part of it. Right. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Tyler Brandon. I'm the training program assistant here at Faces and Voices of Recovery. Um, I'm currently looking into potentially um, getting my certification in peer recovery support services here in Massachusetts. I'm on the western side of the state. Um, and I definitely was excited to take up this opportunity once Oliver brought it to my attention. Um, I may not be good at much, but speaking and interviewing is one thing I like to feel that I am good at. Um, and I did go to school for public relations at one point. We didn't successfully complete that. Things change. Life happens. But we're here now. So everything comes full circle. Thanks, Oliver. Thanks, Saul. It's so great that you're both here with us. And I got to say, looking into season two and some of the guests that we have scheduled, I am so excited. Um, we've got folks from all over the recovery space. We're really focusing in on recovering in community and what that means. And we've just got these folks that are doing so much in their individual spaces, in their individual recovery communities, both like locally and sort of a national community identity perspective. So in that recovery stories have power is sort of, I don't know, as a podcast, we want to give voice to, to those, those stories. And I think in season one, we really focused in on harm reduction and some of the folks doing really great work in that space. Um, and in this season two shift to community, I think we're really excited to just explore people together doing things for other people and with other people, which to me is, is a very energizing thing. Tell me, uh, Tyler, what, what about you? What, what draws you into season two? What does recovery stories have power mean to you? Um, yeah, great question, Oliver. So. I am a person with lived experience myself. Um, I went through my own struggles um, through high school and then into college, which is partially why we didn't finish <laughs> as a prior. <proper. laughs> um, so some of that went through my own struggles. So it's definitely something that I 
working here has really showed the actual recovery side of recovery. Um, it's something that when you're living it, you don't see much. You're kind of only dealing with the dark, dark parts of it and the negative parts of it, you know, but now being um, an employee at Face and Voices of Recovery, it's opened my eyes to how much good was happening behind the scenes that when you're out there yourself, you're not really hearing about or seeing because maybe you're just not around it. So that is really what has drawn me, especially into being part of this podcast and something trying to take something that may be a slight talent of mine i'm hoping because like i said there ain't many to pull from but something that is a slight talent and being able to give it back to the movement um in the best way that i can because we all have different strengths that we can all use to really support and assist the recovery movement so some yeah and definitely to like bounce off of that like um, I was just telling one of my friends that, you know, what your story or your journey is like currently, it doesn't always have to be that continuously. Um, you know, when I hear of um, recovery stories have power, we have like the suggestions of narratives of um, individuals overcoming challenges, adversity, and even personal struggles that can have a significant impact or influence upon their lives. But in the context of recovery, it also refers to stories of um, resiliency as well to successfully overcome, um, whether it's mental health issues or other obstacles in your lives. Like, um, you know, there's that there's that significant umph right of empowerment to not only destigmatize, um, but educate and connect and inspire others as well that, you know, yes, this may be my story right now, but it doesn't have to end that way. And that's what I'm super excited about, you know, season two upcoming with like, you know, the community impact of it all, as well as like the individual stories that come about it. And like Tyler, you touched on it within your personal experience as well. And so like just having like that, that connectivity part is going to be very, very like just, um, I was going to use the word feisty, but I don't think that's the word, <laughs> you know, um, but it can be feisty too, because like, you know, we all don't know each other's right. lives. Um, and, you know, at the same time, it's going to be you know, a whole, it's going to be a whirlwind of things. But at the end of the day, it's like we're coming together to impact each other as well as the community and the recovery movement. So that's fantastic. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with both of you. I think I just that whole time I was thinking about how excited I am to hear new stories from new people. I mean, not only doing work at a really high level and who are really passionate about this recovery thing, but also just people with both lived experience, educational experience, and hearing people's lives that led them to do these things in their communities. I know that we've done a couple of interviews so far for the season. Um, and listeners, probably know me at this point of all over season one, but I am also a person with a, a lived experience and hearing people who entered 
recovery space and their recovery looks completely different than mine. Their, their, their background and history of use looks completely different than mine. And to find those, just the, the bridges that, that, that connect us are, are really incredible. Um, and I think that hearing those stories is really, it, 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 if, you're to pull back from a really high level. It seems like it really helps connect the recovery movement as a whole. Um, and I, cause I know that there's in some traditions, there's some, a little bit of animosity, a little bit of tension between different recovery practices. Uh, but my experience hosting this podcast so far, and I, I, I'd bet money that it's going to continue to be the experiences that, there's so much more that ties us together in recovery and in recovery spaces, whatever recovery means to what, whoever decides to identify themselves as being in recovery or recovery adjacent or recovery curious. There's mm -hmm. so much that, that really ties us together as a community as a whole. But then there's also like different communities of identity of, of location. And those are, also significantly important and they need to be unpacked treated for who and what they are or identify with and it's just really amazing to see so many people doing that sort of work i agree it's it's very rewarding very rewarding to be in this line of work you know so as faces and voices employees um what are some things that you're excited about here at the Faces and Voices Org that we are doing at a high level? Like, what what's giving you energy right now, um, other than being a podcast host, of course? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I'm fairly new. I think I'm still less than one year. Yeah, because I started here in September. And what really intrigued me to... Um, so, what happened was I was doing, like, a data contract. And I was actually working at a hospital as a director and um, ended up going to like an RDP training and was like, oh, my gosh, didn't I know that there was an organization connecting different recovery community organizations together in order to, um, you know, just get data um, involved within the recovery communities. And it was very unique to me because, like, I've always heard, like, SAMHSA, and I've been trying to get, you know, in touch and involved with, like, SAMHSA, and, but I've always had a passion for um, just being a part of and advocating for uh, the recovery community. And so once when I got involved with Faces and Voices of Recovery, um, just knowing, like, you know, operations in order to, like, you know, help other departments advance the work that they're doing. I was just like, yes, let's give it a go. Um, this is exactly my jam. Like, let's do it. So, um, but just the whole fact of like raising awareness about, you know, recovery and then the importance of just like destigmatizing, you know, what recovery is, was, and because if we go through it, it's like a whole timeline. Uh, and, like, there's milestones involved within that timeline of, like, you know, recovery is just, like, no, like, it's just, like, a whole little, you know, it's its own different world. But, like, now being a part of, like, Faces and Voices of Recovery, it's, like, no, like, everything is really connected. We just have to look at, like, you know, the physiological needs, the 
you know, from physiological needs to self-actualization, where does all of it, like, all intertwine to each other? And again, like, Oliver, you were saying, like, you know, the bridges, the stories, everything connects to all of it. So that's, like, the unique portion about it. So that's energizing me, Tyler. Yes, (laughs) I agree. Completely agree. Um, So when I came in, I actually, it's... (laughs) funny i applied for a different role ended up in the role i have um which i love the team i love my department um it's very exciting to see um especially coming in kind of hybrid working between our training department and our programs department and seeing how both departments with the Alliance, with Capris, and then how our training team delivers the trainings with the efficiency they do. And the coordinators are able to handle the the, the load of booking our trainings and conversing with um, edits and changes that need to occur. Again, working with marketing very closely. So just seeing all of the pieces come together, you know, because it really seems like it's a simplistic ideology where it's like, oh, you know, we're delivering a virtual training. But what people don't see is all of the work that goes in the background of marketing that training, getting the correct information, getting our adjunct faculty booked, making sure the times work with our contracts, you know, so it and the energy for me comes from seeing all of that and being a part of that to then coming to fruition when the training gets delivered and seeing attendees, you know, show up and learn something that they had not known previously and are so thankful for the information that they're going to be able to deliver to wherever they're taking it. And then, you know, lastly, last year when we were in at RLS in DC, you know, seeing that whole event come together the way it did, you know, I mean, (laughs) it was definitely a lot of work leading up to it. And then seeing it kind of happen without really made any major hiccups, you know, and go fairly smooth, like very smoothly, I think was amazing to see and finishing it with Hill Day, you know, trying to go for legislation changes, trying to, you know, access more funding for the recovery movement across the states and seeing people getting down and really into the mud to get these changes made was extremely motivating and inspiring. So that was my first month. So I guess my first one seeing all of that was definitely a wake up call to how much impact faces and voices has across the nation. So keeps me energized on that note. I will say, I've been looking at our uh, aggregated training scores, like the feedback scores that we've gotten. It is amazing. Uh, Faces and Voices, in every metric I could find, has never scored lower than a 4.6 out of 5 stars. That's wild. It's insane. Um, It's amazing. Yeah, so super, super huge shout out to, like, all of the cool people that work here. And, yeah, I know that that this podcast is about – recovery stories um but i do just want to say how grateful like i am personally that that there are so many stories within the org that we work for within the within the faces and voices sphere um i actually recently talked to uh phil rutherford uh former coo um and that was his his takeaway too is just the the reason that he stuck around so long was just the fact that 
there was amazing progress being made at a really high level. Yep. Um, we love you, Phil. We love you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just kind of amazing to see. And I, again, I just really want to thank both of you for, for stepping up um, and, and being, being open to this hosting uh, thing. I, I think this yes. podcast is going to be really, really great. Um, I'm so excited for season two. Um, yeah. And yeah, thank you for having us. Gosh. I mean, I know that yeah. you could have gotten anyone else to do this. And I think Solomon and I both appreciate right. that you had faith in us <laughs> to not completely blow it up. <laughs> yeah, completely yes. blow it up. I could get anyone. <laughs> right. If I, well, if I could get anyone, I'm going to call, you know, who's a big podcaster? Mark Maron real quick. I'm going to call Mark Maron and see if he'll do it. We're going to try to be like, listen. <laughs> no, it's, it's so good. I, I know just have, having known you both for, for some months now, I just, I, I'm so excited to hear hear how you how you do this podcasting thing, and it's it's like I said, I'm just excited. Same. I'm going to say that again, and I'm probably going to say it all all season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do my little claps. Yay! So. That's my, my trademark here. Sharing in the background. Yeah, yeah. Here I am. <laughs> so uh, actually, uh, that speaking of trademarks, uh, Tyler, you had an awesome suggestion about. A great sign-off line ah, for every interview. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse that, and I'm gonna ask the <laughs> both of you, uh, what's one piece of advice? Oh, I like the little switch up. I like the little switch up. I know. I remember right when you said that. I was. I'm not. I, I'm very straightforward. Everyone. I went back through our messages to find word for word what I said as the as the um, idea, but it was enlightened. So Oliver was correct. Um, I would say, for a piece of advice, something that I learned over the years, especially through my recovery, um, one thing I learned was, A, you're never alone. I do believe you're never alone. And I think a lot of issues I had in life was because I always felt like I was alone, um, meaning if I wasn't in a relationship, meaning if friendships had kind of dissipated, whatever the in families were cut and family relationships were kind of torn. The idea of being alone completely can really negatively affect us. And I, even if you're introverted there, there's a difference between choosing to be alone and feeling like no one wants to be around you alone. And I think for me, I felt that no one wanted to be around me alone and it was resulting in a lot of bad decisions and bad choices to get that attention that I felt I needed but what I learned is you are never alone and you don't want to make decisions in your life based off of the fact that you are in air quotes lonely and you can always reach out to someone, call someone, get therapist, right? Whatever you need to do to get rid of that feeling. I think a lot of us suffer that feeling with it and we never talk about it because we don't want to seem like we're being dramatic, but it's a feeling that we go through a lot. So always be open and communicate with those around you if you're feeling that way mine kind of goes along the side of that as well I actually started picking this up like probably in the latter years of my life um focus on what you can control life is filled with uncertainties and there are many things beyond our control but 
if we direct our energy and attention towards the aspects of a situation that we can influence, we can make more meaningful progress and reduce an unnecessary stress within our lives. Yes. So, amen. It's yes. fine. <laughs> I know we can't see the you can't, you can't see the video portion, everyone, but <laughs> there's some hands going up in there. <laughs> but even like you know the whole thing about it too is just like you know spirituality is just be like grounded within yourself. It it also may look like mindfulness, right? right? It doesn't necessarily having to have like that higher power as well. Mm-hmm. So just throwing that out yep. there, but you know, awesome. How about you, Oliver? How about you? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. About you? yeah. Calling <laughs> yeah, us out. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. While we're here. While we're here. <laughs> you don't want my advice. No. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 think, I think mine is to stay humble and empathetic. Yes. People, people are people. And uh, people I, I, I certainly don't have all the answers. And... Uh, but someone, someone else might be able to fill in some of those gaps. Um, yeah. So. Oh my gosh, you just sparked something. I found a TikTok, and it was just like, read a book. Somebody may have answered all the questions you may already have. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, that is you're true. Because t- people, be- you're telling me I can't find or that? check out a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> check out this podcast. Yeah, check out the podcast. We're, we're- <laughs> we might have some know. answers to something. You're telling me reality <laughs> right, TV right. doesn't tell me all the answers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, thank you both for joining me on this introductory episode. So uh, just some 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 quick housekeeping notes. Season two, we're going to have two episodes a month, the second and last Thursdays of uh, every month. Uh, and we're in the works to uh, maybe have a, a special treat in uh, in June for uh, during RLS. Yay. So we're... Uh, <laughs> yeah we will uh, stay on the lookout for all of that stuff and stay tuned we're on all of the major podcasting apps spotify apple podcasts google podcasts wherever you get them um and uh stay on the lookout don't forget to like share subscribe leave us a rating uh we love that or uh shoot us a message at podcast at faces and voices of org. thanks everybody we'll see you next time yay see ya Thank you so much for listening to Season 2 of Recovery Stories Have Power. We hope you enjoyed getting to know our new hosts, Psalm Bingham and Tyler Brandon. We cannot wait to share this season with you. We have some phenomenal guests on the books. New episodes will begin airing bi-monthly on February 15th. They will then be released the 2nd and final Thursday every month. So make sure you've subscribed on your favorite podcasting platform. This podcast is produced and engineered by me, Oliver Books, co-produced by our wonderful team at Faces and Voices of Recovery. Special thank you to Chris Tate and our friends at Passenger Recovery for use of this song, Come On Home. Technical support and website development by Chris Aram. If you have any comments or feedback, send us an email at podcast at facesandvoicesofrecovery.org. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.